What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Gentlemen, welcome in. Well, gentlemen, you guys. Gentlemen and ladies or however you classify yourself in the audience. This is a Feedback Friday here on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. And we're going to get to as many of your comments, questions, concerns, critiques as we can here. We were just live on the Purple Daily channel a little bit ago, too. We're going live at 10 a.m. Central Time, Purple Daily, 11 a.m.-ish Central Time on this show on the Scarnth YouTube channel. Um and we're going to start with a little Timberwolves draft discussion here because old Tim Connolly was pulling some tricks last night. So the Wolves had they had their 53rd pick, but then they traded two second rounders. So I'm just I, I didn't really know anything about these players. I'm sure you guys unless you're watching uh you know G League Ignite games and not focused on Scoot Henderson, you probably don't know who Leonard Miller is out there, but interesting night for the Wolves. They didn't make the big blockbuster. They didn't, like, trade Cat for the number three pick, but they wind up with Leonard Miller after trading two future second-rounders to get back in for the 33rd pick. Uh, Leonard Miller was one of the better players on, I think you could say he's one of the best players in the G League the second half of the season. The Athletic had him as the 13th best prospect. The Ringer had him as the 18th best prospect. And then they drafted uh, guard Jalen Clark from UCLA, who Tim Connolly called a high first-round grade before he tore his Achilles last season. Nine- to 12-month recovery. He was the defensive player of the year in college basketball last year. Six-foot-five mm-hmm. with a six-foot-nine wingspan. So old Tim Connolly up to his second-round tricks last night during the NBA draft, boys. And that, that's where he's going to have to absolutely fine guys like that's like the wolves what have a first round pick i think in uh next year but then the gobert trade they don't have it in two years and so yeah I, that's this is the one thing you know I, I think as wolves followers we became rightfully so jaded a long time ago because the wolves used to sell second round picks and mikhail basically didn't care about them and so for a long time i was like okay who cares about the second round but the reality is you can find talent there yeah. And so like I it's not it's impossible I think for us to say oh that's a great pick for sure or it's not a great pick. We don't know, but the reality is this is where you sort of as the uh I believe it's the Vikings like to say win between the margins Phil Mackey. This yeah, is when you win between the margins. And you're not like it would be awesome to find the next Jokic in the second round, but you're not necessarily hunting for Jokic's. You're looking for guys that can be in your 8 to 9 man rotation. Can you can you find guys can Leonard Miller be a guy that starts at some point for you or be a, just a, an 18 to 20 minute burst of energy? Like Nas Reed has been yeah. yep. for the last few years, right? They've got the, the write up about him. 
I found a scouting report that calls him a he's a six foot ten left handed shooter with a this is uh, Leonard Miller six ten lefty with a seven two wingspan and a nine foot standing reach attacks the glass loves igniting the break as a ball handler football let's go <laughs> unique athlete passing vision good touch around the rim scrappy defensive upside football. Not a great outside shooter, but very creative and athletic inside 15 feet. There's videos going around if you want to yeah. watch, like highlight reels. The ringer comped him to a skinnier Paul Millsap. <laughs> Millsap was a really good, versatile power yeah. forward, Utah, Atlanta. He actually spent like three or four years in Denver with Tim Connolly as well. A guy that could get you 15 to 20 points, you know, 7 to 10 rebounds. He could pass. He could move. So I like it. And if you start to stockpile a list of the young talent on this team. So Gobert is, you know, 30 or 31, whatever. Cat's going to be 28. But look at the guys that are closer to Ant's age. If they can bring back Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 24. If they can bring back Nas Reed, 23. Jade McDaniels, 22. Anthony Edwards, obviously. Wendell Moore was a first-round pick, 21. This Jalen Clark, if he comes back from the Achilles, 21. Josh Minot is only 20 from last year's draft. And then Letter Miller's 19. So it, a lot of interesting athletes who are under the age of 24 uh, and maybe even under the age of 21 that they're putting around Anthony Edwards here. I love the, I mean, just the younger core. Kyle Tige tweeted out uh, yesterday, just if they're able to re-sign their own free agents, right? The, the roster would include, obviously, you know, guys like Nas Reed, Jaden McDaniels, Wendell Moore, who we just talked about, Jalen Clark, Josh Minot, Nas Reed, nah, like all these guys are 24 and under. And if you're going to have like two big super maxes, right? And Gobert and right now Towns and eventually even Anthony Edwards, you're going to have to hit basically, right? Like on these bet minimum rookie type deals. And if some of these guys in the rookie class emerge, I mean, that's how they have to build out their roster. The, the Wilder, honestly, kind of in a similar boat where they have these buyouts that are hurting their salary cap. So they have to get entry level contracts and they have to contribute right away. And then it just becomes basically a, not a math game, but a poker game of which one of these six guys can two of them pan out and be legitimate NBA players. I, I do think there's also a conversation to be had here that's probably important, and we don't. We can assume that we know the answer, but we don't. And it's when the sale is official, presumably probably in March of 24, are Laurie and A-Rod going to be willing to go into that like luxury tax? As Phil has do documented now, there's going to be a second uh, wing to that as well. So because, I mean, with Glenn... It was pretty cut and dry. You weren't going to be allowed to do that unless they felt that they, they were on the precipice of a damn near championship. Mm -hmm. So I would be curious what Laurie and A-Rod's philosophy is going to be because that could really, really change the potential for the roster construction here. And I wouldn't assume that they're going to be cheap. Like, L Laurie seems pretty driven to me. Yeah. So I'm not assuming that he's just go going to come in and say, we got to dump guys because of this. So. That's my, that's the biggest thing is what is Tim Conley and to a certain point also just coaching him, Chris Finch, what are they going to be allowed to do roster construction wise post Glenn Taylor? Yeah. I mean, A-Rod, who might be just full of crap for all we know, but A-Rod right. continues to say like world-class, we want to have world-class people, world-class facilities, world-class trainers, like everything, right? We want, that's why he's making all these trips to different places now he's going to make trips to different places because he's a rod but like he goes to a heat playoff game because he wants to see what that looks like so right. 
I'm kind of with you, but um, really interesting young group of players here on this roster now. But I think you got to bring back Alexander Walker and Nas Reed to make it even more impressive. Yeah. So, so interesting night for the Wolves last night. And now we kind of get into, um, you know, there's like what six days, seven days until the the window opens for free agents to start negotiating, and then there's going to be. Trade rumors galore the next week or so. There's more things to be done. Oh, yeah. The Damian Lillard stuff is out there. Yep. So, but it does. And we had Chris Finch on Flagrant Howls yesterday. Nice. Uh, and if you haven't had a chance to catch that, he was he was excellent. But it does. And you guys tell me if you agree or disagree. It feels more and more like they are indeed going to try running it back. They're going to try and bring Nas Reed back and just kind of hope for better health, better gelling and Gobert getting off to a better start, right? Like that that's kind of what it feels like right now. It does, but I can't f- figure out especially from Conley's end if that's the case or if we're being played to a certain t- degree to make teams think that they are going to do exactly that and then he pulls off a trade. So like that's the thing is, we just we still don't know enough other than the uh the Gobert surprise. We don't know enough about how he operates and teams of course want you to think one thing. Um, so I would say, Phil, that gut feeling wise, it feels like you're probably right. Yeah. But I, I wonder if that's, if that's us becoming comfortable and then bang late June, the news comes down late at night, 1130 or so that Carl Anthony towns is going to somewhere else. I don't know. Or, or maybe it happens at like one in the afternoon on a July 4th holiday weekend where, Old Macadac well, is about three craft beers in and has to Uber back home for an emergency podcast. When when Suter and Parisi came to terms on yeah. on the fourth of July, I dismissed any chance of all oh, these teams wouldn't do that on the fourth of July. Was no. Gobert on July first? It was like it was that day first leading or up. Second. To, yeah, it was like the yeah. first. It was the first or second. Because same thing, I had to rush home from the golf course. Mackie had to Uber in like planes, trains, and automobiles in Seattle to get home. It was a whole damn thing. Yeah, we were literally like at the at the Pikes Market, go. the public market, just guzzling beers, soaking in the sun. Let's see here. Dave Harms says, "Ding dong, the witch is dead." Complete game shutout for a Twins pitcher yesterday. <laughs> the first one in five plus years, gentlemen. Right there, there Joe Ryan. There's Joe the Ryan. Line. Way to go, Joe Ryan. Um, so I got a theory slight conspiracy but not a huge one to run past you guys based on ryan's pitch usage and the fact that he was allowed to throw i believe in the end he threw 111 pitches to get Mm -hmm. a well-deserved by by the way complete game you guys have a feeling there was some type of come to jesus in the last week or last few days regarding some of the pitchers and and the team well sunny sunny gray certainly wasn't thrilled well that was was two starts ago yeah it was but the interesting thing is not just the pitch count not just the complete game but if you go back and look joe ryan went as we we talked about an unchained with uh, patrick today he went away from the slider the sweeper it was like fastballs and i mean it was it was sort of his game and i just wonder if there was some type of this is a bunch of crap like you guys got a knockout demanding things of of us uh, that we're not as good at as we are at this. And so I don't know. It just it doesn't feel like that's the ordinary Rocco and above him twins approach. And yesterday, and it was such a breath of fresh air, felt like somebody said something. 
Well, and also how many didn't he have a hundred pitches or close to like 95 or a hundred pitches? I know going into oh, the last oh, inning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was right around 100, yeah. So why – or, I mean, they've had guys who are cruising through seven, right? The game wasn't really close. Yeah. Why that game? Why yesterday? Why Joe Ryan, right? They have yeah. – this is the first complete game. I, I Well, complete – is it, no, it's the first complete game period in Rocco Baldelli's yes. tenure as manager. That is accurate, yes. 2000, 2018, in June of 18, Barrios, I believe, had the last complete game, and – Right around opening day at Baltimore in April of 2018, Barrios had the last complete game shutout. Okay. Wow. But Rocco uh, was not the – was that Molitor in 18? Molly. Oh, wow. So Rocco comes in in 19, and this is the first time. I mean, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Not even once. I just wonder, like, they've had some guys who have been cruising and pitching pretty well. Maybe they've allowed a run or something, but I wonder what led them to say – let's ride this thing to 111 pitches so that you can get yours, right? It's the first time they've done that. And Pagan was warming behind him, so that could have been the most hilarious and dysfunctional thing in the world if you end up pulling Joe Ryan for Emilio Pagan. I mean, gives up, gives up three three runs, and they, they wind up winning anyways. Yeah. But <laughs> And the bullpen was used a lot over the week. I don't know. Maybe they just decided, hey, let's just let this guy shove. He's feeling good. Keep going. So the so but to, to go back to the pitch selection, if you guys recall, and I'm not trying to compare the, these two guys, if you guys recall, there was a game last year uh, where Devin Smeltzer pitched well, and post game was very defiant about. I basically told them what I was going to throw, which I'm sure did not go over well. And he's Smeltzer, so he probably shouldn't have said that. But the fact, but the fact, he's in is, witness protection now. Yeah, right? I, I think he's somewhere. I think he caught on he? with a team. But anyway. It's interesting the pitch selection of Joe Ryan changed a lot to something that he definitely felt was a strength. And I just – I wonder, again, if they sat Rocco and Pete Mackey down and said, hey, guys, you know what, let's pitch – let me pitch my game. Devin Smelter, can you guess where he is? I, I He has pitched up. six games in the major leagues this year. Got it. Is it Atlanta? It's Close. somewhere – You're sniffing around the right division. Okay, it's the it's in the America or it's in the National League East. It's not Atlanta. I'm wrong on that. Um, I don't know. Where is it? Uh, Miami? Miami. Okay, he's huh? he's pitched six times. Louis Arise five, loves five him. Five relief outings. Arise demanded his signing. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm not going to hit 400. If you don't sign, if you don't sign uh, Smelter, I'm not going to hit 400. Okay, Connor says I'm going to a Twins game in a few weeks. When they play the Orioles, I'm debating whether I should wear a Buxton or Snow shirt, or would I be better off just wearing a paper bag over my head to save the humiliation? If you guys have any suggestions, that would be greatly appreciated. So has the Snow jersey fallen into the? So Mackie and Judd, we've had jersey rules for years on the show. Yep. That that you can only wear a jersey if the player is older than you, or if it's funny or ironic. Right. Is Snow in the funny or ironic bin now? I don't think so. No, not yet. Not yet. No. Not yet. No. Not yet. Now, if it was like a Sano KBO jersey at some point, that was. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, God. Well, then, yeah. Then or like, or like a minor league one, like, you know, like a Rochester Red Wings or, yeah. you know, Fort Myers. Yeah, like I an ironic, that. unique sort of. I still see of... a lot of them, too. Like, there, there's oh, there's yeah. lots of fans that purchased them, and, you know, I don't blame them. They're not going to just uh, quit wearing their Twins jersey because it says 22 Sano on back. But I think in a few, I think it's going to take a few years to fall into the funny, ironic bin. 
Let's see here. Wyatt C says, if the Twins were somehow to not win this division, do you guys think it's time to clean house? I'm only 20 years old, and I can't stand this damn team. (laughs) Sounds like one for a sports dad. So it might be time. It would be time for changes, but you won't get them. And so I don't know. I don't know what to tell you at this point. You're 20. You're young. Hopefully things change. Um, The season has certainly been a frustration and the thing that they're doing now that actually sort of makes me hate them more they are doing the furious wild rally thing now right it's like you're just crap against detroit you get blown out by boston so you've lost both of those games the homestand's going to hell at the end of the third game of a four-game series against the Sox, you sort of like rally late, and it's meaningless, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're like, there were some good things to see, and then you win two games, and it's like, oh, yeah, well, we're back. They're going to have to show me so much more over a sustained period right now. Like, this does not, like, change. Oh, man, you know, and I've seen, you know, oh, look at what they're doing now, and look at how Buxton. Okay, let's see a sustained period of this. It is funny, though, that because we asked Doogie about this on the scoop session this week, that let, let's say they somehow don't win this division. It is kind of funny that there is a question over whether major changes would be made, because then that would be three consecutive years where you're trying to win a bad division that you finish below 500 and and lose the division or whatever. But it's it's in question. Like, they're the only franchise where it's like, ah, are they going to maybe make a big move after another colossal disappointment? I don't know, right? It's just, I find that amusing, I guess. Yeah, I believe there are 15 games under 500 over the last 162 games. So if you go back to this time last season to this point, they're like 17 games under 500. Um, They have not been good. And if you go back, obviously, in 2021, they still weren't good either. I think you have to make changes. I know this ownership group is reluctant to make changes. But at that point, if they don't win this division again, after having the lead and just being in the worst division in my lifetime of like four major sports, I think heads have to roll. I will be shocked if heads roll. If they lose the division. Yes, I will be shocked. They finish uh, 78 and 84 and they finish five games. I don't disagree with Declan. I will be absolutely. They run it back again. (laughs) I mean, Rocco one just got an extension and two, he is an extension of what they want. I know. So like he's, he is not, this is not like Gene Mock, it's time to get old Gene out of there because he's making the lineup. This is, this is, he is an extension of what they want. Yeah. And Derek Falvey is not going, could Thad Levine bolt? Absolutely. Derek sure. Falvey will be here next year. Yeah. By the way, uh, let's see here. Uh, Rock Nepe from Pleasant Valley says the worst part of coming into the show live here is that you missed what was talked about, but you can go back and find it. Right after the episode's over, you can find. So I don't know if there's people that maybe jump in. Oh, this is a live stream. It's also a podcast you can find on demand after the fact. So all the geniusness that Judd has spewed so far, you won't miss if you go back. Pretty sure, too, on YouTube, you can take that little cursor and move it to what would be the the left, right? Yeah, you move to to the the left. left. Yeah, the left. left. You should be able to start from the beginning or start where you are. Back into the left. Yeah, you can go back, go back and find I was like going like this, but it's the other way. Crap. That's where the magic. This Magic next comment here. comes in from Twitter here, and it is against my better judgment that I'm going to read this, but I feel compelled to. So uh, this is a reaction to our is Kirk Cousins a Hall of Famer if the Vikings win a Super Bowl discussion on Purple Daily last week. And it comes okay. from one Seth Stowes from Twins Daily. Kirk Cousins a Hall of Famer? Y'all have told us that he is absolutely terrible 
incapable of doing anything well. I thought you wanted him gone. If the Vikings win the Super Bowl, it'll be because of the other 51 guys, according to you, Score North. Not Kirk. At least I think that's what you've been saying for years. It's misinterpreted Kirk Cousins' criticism. Like, <laughs> if you actually listen to what we're saying, we have never said any of that stuff about Kirk. Are we harsh on the Vikings quarterback? Maybe more than the normal fan or normal outlet that maybe you seek in your podcasting or traditional media space. Yeah, we are a little more like we're, we're prone to criticize them more. None of that has ever been said by us, dude. Like, ever. like why? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go through this because I. I feel like we do get this a lot, right? You think Kirk is absolutely terrible. At what point in the history of Purple Daily has anyone called him garbage or absolutely terrible? That's what I don't understand. And I get that, like, we live in a world where everything is extreme this way, extreme that way. If you offer any sort of criticism, it means you're a hater or that you, you know, you're dunking on somebody. I just find it amusing. Um, And by the way, this whole, like, if the Vikings win a Super Bowl with Kirk thing, you're not going to give many credits. Like, dude, if, if the Vikings win a Super Bowl, it'll be largely because the quarterback stepped up huge in big situations that guys like us have been asking about for years. So I don't maybe, maybe, maybe Seth or anyone else, you should actually consume the content before you go clapping with your Twitter platform. And maybe Twins Daily should spend a little less time being amateur media oh, critics and just build their own platform. That's uh, all I'm going to say. Two things. Number one, I know we talked about getting a tattoo if the Vikings won a Super Bowl. I, I would probably, I know I originally said no. I'd probably do it. If Kirk did it, I'd probably get a damn tattoo. I have no Let's ink go. on my body. Let's right? go. The only person in my family. That would you ride a horse, though? <laughs> but would you ride a horse with no, a tattoo that's a fear. on? No, no, no. I'll get the tattoo. Give me the tattoo. You should ride a horse. Judd, Judd, would you get it? To get the tattoo. <laughs> We can even put you in like a like a carriage, so you don't have to actually sit on the horse. Oh, I hate those things. Those things were in the North Loop. That's like the number one thing I'm glad I'm not near the North Loop. What? What do you horse mean? And buggies? No, you they take like up River Parkway. It's romantic. It's romantic. If you ever have driven on They're River cool. Parkway, which is a great bypass yeah. around, you oh, have God, to sit there behind that damn horse and buggy because there's oncoming traffic or there's Lance Armstrong in the road. Don't <laughs> get me started. I'd rather do that than the biker. I'd rather have in the North Loop. I'd rather have that than, than a biker who rides in traffic. But anyway, I don't. I'm with Phil again. <laughs> they are. They're romantic. They're fun on, on a nice fall night. They're those things. Are it, I will say it does feel a little dangerous sometimes. I think I've seen in the past those like the hor- the Clydesdales or whatever they are like in carriages on the Hennepin Avenue Bridge. I'm pretty yeah. sure I've seen that. Yes. Yeah. You know what if you you know what if someone like okay. what if someone clips a horse on the on the bridge? Well, it just seems a little that, dangerous. That'd be unfortunate. That'd be very unfortunate. <laughs> but you know what? I would rather I would rather put up with a horse and buggy than a uh, than a uh, um, the things that where pe- people drink and ride on on the big oh the pedal pubs yeah which are which are fun if you're on it but when you're a driver they're a can't do it pain in the ass. i can't never, do the pedal pub thing i've never I've done it, I've done it once no and i have no interest i have zero i've done it once with dawn it. yeah yeah it was i fun. love i also don't in generally like bicycles like i don't like pedaling so i'm not gonna like do that You're with incredible. beer or am i gonna just like do that on a on a stool somewhere Why you get exercise bike 
the things that that Declan gets irrationally annoyed at are hilarious yeah. to me. I'm not yeah. a bike guy either, but bikes, horses, Duluth, like we just let's keep stockpiling a list here of the things yes. that Declan. Has I didn't know that that you were anti-bike as well. No, I have yeah. been on a bicycle like five times since getting my driver's license at 17. Hate it. Okay. Hate wow. It. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Southern Exile chimes in and says, I've appreciated the focus this week on Minnesota fans as it relates to our beloved sports franchises. Our fans remind me of me in high school as a guy who who was more than happy making bees for grades. Bees are good. They make your parents mildly happy. They get you promoted to the next grade. They're even good enough to get you into a college, but bees don't get scholarships, recognition, or awards. I've lived in Alabama for the last 30 years. For Bama fans, it's national championship or the season was a bust. Being a B-grade team is uh, not acceptable down here. Seems like other fan bases, Eagles, Yankees, Steelers, to name a few, kick players and coaches to the curb. Well, the Steelers don't kick coaches to the curb. Uh, after consecutive B-grade seasons, we continue to shrug and smile. Sometimes I wonder if Minnesota nice is a whopping slice on the pie chart of blame for why we have so few championships. At least we aren't Detroit or Arizona. We're getting, uh, we're getting, we're merely passing the test is the standard. Keep up the good work. Your edginess and restlessness is what our listless and uber nice fan base needs during these dire times. Is Minnesota nice a reason for why like are we manifesting mediocrity um yes yes because the thing about it is we so we mock expectations and and we mock accountability so like and i'm not saying that you need to go around your entire life saying the twins need to to do more i'm not saying that at all but i am saying you what team beyond the vikings a little bit because i will say this i think vikings fans rightfully so get more restless but beyond that when else do we get restless like we're just like oh it's the twins and then the twins have all of these followers who are just basically in in the club and so they're like what what if you if you expect more from korea do you think you're going to get more well there's nothing wrong with expecting more so yes well, i think but, that's pu- but yeah like public pre- yeah like public pressure absolutely leads to change or I mean, think about, I don't want to go like too big picture here, but there's a reason why a free press exists in our country's constitution so that a free press can hold people in power accountable on behalf of the people, right? That's that's the, the foundation of our country going back to the 1700s. So if you don't think that the people or let's call it media with microphones 
that they can't apply pressure to people in power and get change, then I guess, well, you could make a case that the whole thing's broken anyways, but like, right. I'm just saying like that, that is a foundational tenant that as much as sports are irrelevant compared to the rest of the world, like you can apply public pressure. So this whole like mocking of, oh, you're going to hold Carlos Cray accountable. You're going to hold the twins accountable. What are they going to do? Fire someone because the fans and media want, well, sometimes yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. So, uh, before we get to a couple more here, a shout out to our friends at Finch Home Solutions, Judd Zolgad. Absolutely. In fact, you know what? Finch is is going to show up in that truck, and that truck might look familiar. Uh, PD fans might say, "Hey, that truck," but you know what? That truck also. Thank you very much, Phil Mackey. That truck also signifies what is Finch's calling card, which is great work for any electrical issues that you have at your home. 24-7 emergency service available, but they can take care of projects big and small. Finch does an outstanding job, finchhomesolutions.com. So if you have any electrical needs, don't DIY them. Don't try and do this yourself. This is not for you. This is not just a project. This is one that needs to be done right for the safety of you and your family. FinchHomeSolutions.com, or you can call them 612-357-2604. They are outstanding in their work. They're fast. They're efficient. They're courteous. They're going to take care of anything at your home electronically that needs to be taken care of. FinchHomeSolutions.com. And, of course, tell them Mackie and Judd and Declan, Purple Daily sent you because that always helps for them to hear that. Also, if you can't get enough of uh, enough of us blabbering idiots, we also make appearances, Judd and I, at nine fifteen every morning on the Tom Bernard Morning Show, the brand new Tom Bernard Morning Show, TomBernardShow.com. dot com. And uh, like every Friday, I'm on with Kent Herbeck, and usually there's a cast of characters and comedians and stuff. And today we just started. We started Herbeck is definitely like a throwback, old school baseball guy, obviously. But we talked about strikeouts, and he's like. I don't get it. Just like put the ball in play. So I was, I was tending to side with some of his old school tendencies, but if you're missing out on a little more Judd, a little more Phil, you can find us at nine 15 every single morning, Judd Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, me on Mondays, Fridays on the Tom Bernard show, Tom Bernard show.com. Uh, let's go to this one. Khalid or Khalid. And I think it's probably overdue for us to, to do this. So I'm glad that he asked out of the four major men's professional sports teams in this beautiful state, who is most likely to win a championship in the next three years? Which one do you think is most likely? Oh, oh I would say the Vikings right now. Wow. Um, one, I think no? that they, I think that they are being, and th- this is going to be damning with faint praise. I think they are being competently run. Two, it's a league where, like right now, because the defense was bad last year, we assume, or a lot of people assume, it's going to be bad again. Well, it could turn a corner very quickly. Offense is going to be good. I think that the Vikings currently are one. I would say that the Wild is probably two because of the up-and-coming guys. But, again, that's prospects. We don't know there. Um, So I I have a lot more faith that O'Connell and his coaching staff can mold the championship team. Wolves are the Wolves, so, like, it's better, but it's, you know, who who knows. And uh, the Twins, it doesn't feel very good. The Twins don't feel good really close at all. Although like the difference in baseball and hockey is that if you can get in and get hot, right. weird things can happen. Basketball has changed so much the last five years. Yep. I'm not saying the wolves are close or anything, but they've gone to the playoffs 
twice in a row. They do have Anthony Edwards and a yeah. bunch of interesting depth and young pieces. So uh, to me, it's kind of between, I think the Vikings are probably number one on the list, but the, the Timberwolves as laughable as it sounds are not as far away as you would think the last 15 years. I agree. And the West is weaker too. The West isn't mm-hmm. as, you know, strangle held like it used to be. So I, I would agree with Judd. I think Vikings, Wild Wolves, Twins is how I would go. I mean, hockey is just so random. Like it, I, mean, I don't think the Wild are going to be better next year, but if they get in, who knows what could happen. Eight, I mean, Florida, who was supposed to be really good in the regular season, they barely snuck into the playoffs. They go to the Cup. It's just it's a random sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Peter says here, it would be nice to hear the backstory of how you guys got this podcast going for some of the newer listeners like myself. Love the content. <laughs> As always, we should almost do like just an episode that gets pinned <laughs> at the yep. top or something. But, uh, well, I mean, I'll, let's just go back like 10 or 12 years. So we used to do a we used to do a four hour radio show on 1500 ESPN Twin Cities. And Judd and I, the, the first day that we did our show together was the day after the Super Bowl 2014. So it's been nine and a half years that we've been doing yep. some form of content together. Uh, but nobody under the age of 50 listened to AM Sports Talk Radio, or so it seemed. And so then a few years ago, we decided to move into the podcast and YouTube space, and Declan was along for for that, right? Declan used to fill in and produce our radio show for a while, but uh, that's kind of the short story. You didn't know we existed because we were doing AM radio for a long time. Right. And then we started putting our stuff on YouTube and podcast, and more of you have found us, and we appreciate you for that. Can you put up that comment that I'm looking at by James Roberts? Because I'd be curious if this is true. Because if this is true, this is a first. Oh, really? This is never... If this if this happened, first of all, bravo, Phil Mackey. So James you bro- says... You just broke a wall down. Did you see Phil got nominated for the preposterous statements tourney with his Nuggets or a fake one seed take? I've been can trying can to get someone on that confirm forever. they they have been they have blackballed us? Yeah, we, we don't get they, mentioned. They, they will not mention us because you know hmm. I don't know we're a big Can't bad and big bad and scary, scary entity clear. over here. But if dude, if you got if Common Antenna got you on that, congratulations, huge breakthrough. It would, it would be an honor. We've been we've been we've been trying to get pretty high up in the preposterous uh, statements tournament for a long time with some of mm-hmm. our crazy takes, mm-hmm. but. Okay. If someone I mean, it, can confirm it's that, it's worthy let us know. too. Just to be very clear, it's worthy as hell. But <laughs> but I, I'm thrilled by this. Yeah, I'd love to confirm. I that. feel like if if I'm on there, Kyle Tige should be on there saying that uh, the Nuggets are the Purdue of the NBA. So that's pretty pretty damning too. Yeah. Anyway, big day. Anyhow, yeah. Let us know. If someone can confirm. Send us an email or whatever. Would love to to know but uh that's a wrap on this live feedback friday here score north youtube channel click subscribe and like if you could and on apple Podcasts, if you could give minnesota sports with mackie and judd a five-star rating and a positive review you can help us spread the word about this awesome community that you are all helping us build enjoy your taylor swift weekend here in minnesota i know declan will and we'll see you guys next week